Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, this is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, man. Hey, a week ago, we were down at the old zone. We were. Uh, it was tough to see. Man, there were a ton of drugs, uh, prostitution, drug dealers. Uh, and then, you know, there were there were a few people, obviously, that looked lucid, Chad. And, you know, I, I looked at them and said, how did you get how did you get here? You know, how did you how did you come to, to this homeless encampment? Because, I, you know, you and I were down there and it's pretty obvious that a lot of them are very far lost. Now, yes. It doesn't mean that we can't get some of them back and healthy. It just it's an uphill battle. But that's a journey. It will take. It's years. an uphill battle. Yeah. But. I have a question about the homeless encampment, because obviously, you know, we got the news on Monday that nope, the city of Phoenix has, has to clean it up. Mayor Kate Gallego is going to join us on Monday. We're going to talk about this. And she's decided to come on the show and answer some really tough questions from us. Um, should we just build a campground for people experiencing homelessness? I mean, no. Oh, I'm, I'm just. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where to put everybody. Because if you were to just clean up the tents, clean up the area, uh, and and say, okay, we were going to move some of these people here. Uh, okay, you do want treatment. Okay, we can bring you over here. Um, I think you know one of the questions is, sh- and how, where do you put everybody? Should Phoenix erect a campground? If you're experiencing homelessness and put bathrooms there, because that's the one thing that we did not see that we're not in downtown. No. There's nowhere to go to the bathroom except, honestly, you know where the street drain is? That's where they're going. That's it. Yeah. I, here's the thing. If you build it, they will come. This is the fear is is all we're doing is it making it safe making it inviting we're you know uh, we're just moving the problem to another place we're not trying to fix the problem Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's it's the whole thought is it's out there the opportunity for them to get help is out there they've been offered help what did they say that they're help resistant services resistant a lot of them don't want help Uh, they it's not that they want to live on the street it's that what is near them provides them a high and if they leave, the high is gone. There are also some people down there, I hate to say it, I don't know if they know where they are, Chad. Yeah. And the drugs are just going to move to wherever they go. There's a lot the- of mentally ill people down there. Exactly. And they're talking to themselves and they're shuffling around and they, they you know, to get a rest, they just sit down in the middle of the road. Yeah. And so this is how tough it is uh, down there. But, you know, their business is down there. We can't have. This thing keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the city of Phoenix has totally ignored it until a judge said, get off your rear end and do something. Yeah. They're defecating everywhere. They're urinating everywhere. There, you know, there were two murders down there last week. There, a I body mean, was burned last week in a dumpster. Break-ins, uh, drug uh, dealers wandering the streets aimlessly in front of everybody, knowing it. How do you know if there's a drug deal? I'm thinking the Rolex in the brand new clothes says this dude shouldn't be here. Well, They're handing out phones. We saw them hand. We saw people hand homeless folks a phone, and for the life of me, I couldn't. I didn't understand it. Uh, 
You know, uh, Mark uh, Phillips from ABC 15 was down in the zone uh, talking to a couple of people who are homeless. What brought me here, uh, unfortunately, I lost my job due to COVID. How did you find this place? Stumbled into it. Bless and Chi-Town have lived in the zone two and a half years. They've been trying to escape. A lot of us are waiting for housing. So we have the necessary documentation and we've done the things that they have asked us to do. But an apartment with indoor plumbing and locks on the door remains elusive. Now, I think that, that Mark Phillips went down there and spoke to a lot of people. And I think these are people, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're not on drugs. They're not mentally ill. They were lucid. They were doing an interview. They have documents ready to, to get out of there. It's been two years. But there are also services. Why are you outdoors when you know there are services that offer you the opportunity? They may to be using stay. them. Yeah, they may Just be using them. Just at that point, he, they were outside but, talking to them. But you and I go back to this. Okay, so you're outside. You've got your documents. Why are you just staying around here? Uh, Why aren't you out looking for a job that day? I don't know. If my goal is to get off the streets and I'm lucid, my goal is to get a job. Yeah, but how do you clean yourself up for an interview? They'll help you in those I, services. I, I know. I'm, I know. I'm just. I'm. I don't know. You know. I know that that they're going to to get meals and. There's a place right there to get meals and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, man, you just, you know, you find yourself in just such a hole that, you do, that you're just trying to, you're trying to live until the next day. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that's like. Uh, thank goodness. You, you know, a lot of us don't know what that's like. I'm just guessing, hey, they're trying to get to the next day without getting killed down there, without going hungry. And maybe Which should motivate you more if you're a yeah. person in your sane mind to get yourself a job. The number, 175. That is the number of people that have been killed since Columbine in school shootings. That includes kids and adults. You and I have talked about this. It gets so much politically and news-wise coverage that we think it would be tens of thousands of people. The way they talk about it. It's the 55th school shooting this year. It's the 128th. You would think, my God, this is insane. But since Columbine, going back with 1999 or whatever it was? 1999. 175. That's an awful number. Still. It's an awful number still. But it shows you that with the coverage and the way that these things get blown up, it gets people thinking all day. But if we went outside and asked how many people do you think have been killed in school shootings on a yearly basis, you went and talked to people on the street, I don't know, 5,000, you know, the numbers would be obscene. I don't know if anybody can come up with a number. Like, I, I was reading, you know, uh, this study, and I couldn't come up with a number. But what we're talking about is children uh, and, and teachers and people who have worked in schools, um, and so that's seven a year on average, seven people a year. Yep. Seven people a year. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing is we're not talking about uh, mass shootings. We're yeah. just talking about school shootings. So there are other mass shootings that, yeah. you know, I, I almost put them all in the same in the same group. You know, school shooting, a mass shooting. It's the same thing. It's a mass shooting. Yeah. But I know that we're just dealing with, with just Because schools. of what took place the other day. Right. And, and I think, though, it, 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 it context matters when you're talking about things. And we never put things in context. We never talk about things in a real way. Because this also goes back to parents. People ask me, are you worried about your kids being shot up at school? I said, no, I, I, I don't go to bed at night thinking about it. I don't go to bed at night thinking about stuff like that because I think the number is alarmingly low if we really break it down. But it is on top of mind. And you start to get that confirmation bias of it's happening, it's happening, I'm looking for it, it's happening. Right. And then and then you realize well, you're, seven is the average, the, the number per year. I know. One, which seven, is seven too many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife was uh, filling in yesterday. She was substitute teaching. So my wife was a teacher for almost 30 years. She retired uh, after COVID. 
Uh, she decided to do that years. It wasn't because of COVID. She decided that that was going to be her last year, and it was a strange ending, yeah, um, to say the least. But uh, she was in a school yesterday, and she was filling in, and I didn't worry that something would happen. Uh, it didn't go through my mind that some shooter would go in and, and do that. Uh, I know that it, it doesn't happen every day. There are mass shootings every day in the United States, but in a school... Again, it doesn't it doesn't happen like we think it it does. And if you watch cable news uh, or you go on social media, they make you think it happens and thousands and thousands of people are getting killed because that's the coverage that they want. Yeah, it's great for ratings. And I think that's disgusting. It is. I think it's just Do you want to make money off dead kids? Well, I'm not going to watch you. If it bleeds, it leads has always been the case, and it's been reinforced over and over again by study after study after study. Yeah. And that's on us as viewers. If we continue to give it air, no matter what it is, and negativity is the only thing we pay our attention to because it's easier for that, then guess what happens? They're going to continue to feed us that. Yeah. I think a lot of people wanted to know about the school shooting in Nashville. I think some. I think a lot of people want to know who did it. Why? And the why thing is a human thing. We want to know. We still ask the question about what the hell happened in Vegas. Why? Because as human beings, we want to solve things. And some of that is having to do with just as human beings. We want to understand the the psychology of it all. For some of us, we wonder, can you twist off like that? Well, and, you know, why would somebody spray bullets down on a concert? Yeah. We don't know. We no. still, we, we will, will never, never know. know. That one, that one we'll that never one know. We don't know. There was no, there wasn't a motive. I have no, no idea. Was it, the guy like going to Vegas? He liked gambling and all the money. He had everything that you could dream of. There he was said, no. There was. Nothing. I'm going to take more ammunition than you've ever seen, and all these guns up there. And guess what? I'm just going to shoot down on people, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to have a reason for it. Um, but I, as I said yesterday, I don't think we should talk about these school shootings. I think a lot of these school shooters want their 15 minutes of fame. Let's not give it to them. Don't talk about it, and don't watch it. Yeah, don't watch the stuff. I didn't see the body camera video. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to. I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't watch it. I can't, I can't watch that stuff. Not after Uvalde. I can't watch that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, coming up next. Coming up. Hey, is, uh, is, is Kevin Durant going to get injured again before the Oh, he probably tonight? just was. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. No? No. Tonight's supposed to be the night. For what? For his debut. He all plays basketball again. still? All right. I, I didn't know. It's been a while. Segato's <laughs> in chat show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's check out the Big Q at KTAR.com. Listen to Mike Broomhead at 850 when I pop on his show. Here's the Q. Uh, Kevin Durant is set to make his long-awaited son's home debut again. <laughs> I think, A, uh, put him in a bubble wrap. B, oh. put him in bubble wrap and place him in an actual bubble. Uh, see, ease him back in, man. Play him for one minute, take him out, give him the night off. Or D, uh, don't let him warm up. He could miss wait, another month. Wait, wait. Play him for one minute. Yes. Is that what you got? Are you just Play waiting? You got to get to the playoffs first. I'm just saying. Ease it back in. Now, remember the last time he got it, his home debut was ruined. ruined. Because he twisted his ankle in pregame warm-ups. And right now, uh, I know the game's a few hours away, but, you know, they, they warm up all day. There's pregame warm-ups going on right now, Chad. So uh, let's check in. Let's oh, make sure no. he's, he's okay. Uh, joining us now from the Foot Place uh, Center. Not the Foot Place. Is uh, the wise man, Steve Sinsmeister. Okay, wise man, you're watching the Durant warm-up. Is he injured yet? No. 
Okay, wise man, uh, we'll check back with you next hour. Man, and see he's how a wordsmith. I don't know about you guys, but that guy is a wordsmith. Well, the good news is, and this is breaking news, and Becky Lynn should probably put it in her newscast at 3.30. No injury yet reported uh, from uh, the team on uh, Kevin Durant. Everything's good so far. Yes, that's questionable. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Is what we're hearing. So questionable, hearing is questionable. Questionable for warm-ups or for what? We're not quite sure, but he's questionable. All right. Aren't hey. we all, though? <laughs> like, I don't know about you. You get to a certain age, it's like, man, I'm day-to-day. <laughs> Literally, I'm day-to-day. No, you and I are here every day. We are, but we're day-to-day. We're, we're always day-to-day. Question- we're always listed as questionable. You're not listed as questionable. Well, I'm not, but, uh, okay. you know. Uh, how about that questionable tweet? From uh, Governor Katie Hobbs. I don't uh, know if it was questionable. I think it was just downright disgusting. Okay. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so what did she tweet? Uh, She tweeted a picture of a woman holding two guns. Saying, uh, this is what, you know, uh, this is what we think when we see transphobes. Like, we're coming for you. Yeah, if you're a transphobe, we're if you're against you. transgender individuals, what we do is we, we pull guns on you. Yeah. Okay. So, that's what, uh, is it uh, Jocelyn Berry? Yeah, that's her okay. name. So, she basically got fired. I guess Hobbs asked for her resignation. I guess it was... Which is just... I don't get it. I, you know what? You, you look at her and go, what the blank are you thinking? You're fired. You're done. Yeah, that's it. You are done. Yeah. Yeah. Not, listen, uh, I'm going to need your resignation. You can't get, yeah. get away with stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe when things quiet down, we'll bring you back. No, you're done. Okay. What does this say about Katie Hobbs? Anything? Uh, well, I think the, the, the kind of... It's the press secretary. This yeah. is kind of your right hand. Yeah. I, I think the way that she reacted, like, uh, you know, I'm going to ask for your resignation, says a lot about uh, this. But what about the people she now, surrounds here's my herself thing. with? Here's my thing. Well, that shows you that how many activists are around her, probably, especially when you is have somebody a, that close. Is it an activist or is it, this is what I believe? You know I mean? Well, it's th- this is what you believe. Right, but, but that this doesn't always mean you're an us activist. when we see transphobes with a lady holding two guns the day after Three nine-year-olds and three sixty-year-olds working at a school right. were shot. That says also about the people, the questionable people that you've put yourself around. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and to only quote unquote ask for your resignation. I'm sorry, you're fired. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, different politicians, I didn't like many of the people Trump surrounded himself. No, with. Bannon, Flynn. Goodness gracious. Luckily with Trump, you're on borrowed time. (laughs) That's right. But then I look at Biden. You pick, who'd you pick for your vice president? Oh, that was a terrible decision. Okay. Now in Governor Katie Hobbs, okay, she she went with Jocelyn Berry. I don't know who she is. I really don't care. Uh, I think what she tweeted is stupid and disgusting. It's the best way to lose your job. And thank goodness for social media on this one. It proved, you know, who you are. You want to, all right, listen, you're for transgender rights. Great. Great, but it also sounds like you're for violence, and I'm not for that. Yeah. I'm not for that. So some of these politicians on both sides of the aisle, they just sometimes surround themselves with people. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? This is uh, absolutely just, what are you th- First of all, as a human being, what are you thinking? It's emotion. Well, it's, it's emotion. It's stupidity. It's a lot are of you, it. Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to get likes and clicks? I th- you know what I think it is? I think it's more emotion than anything. Yeah. I do. I think it's more, I mean, every time you're going to, to, to put something on social media that's emotional, guess what? In 24 hours, you, uh, you might change your mind about putting it up. It's one of those things I always say. When, you, when you're upset about something, let's say it's in the office and you want to email someone, hold the email for 24 hours. 
Hold the tweet for 24 hours. Hold the Facebook post for 24 hours if you're upset about something. And then in 24 hours, decide if it's still a good idea. Nine times out of ten, not a good idea. Yeah, but and then usually you, don't you can say certain things on the left you should never get away with on the right. And this was one of those times, though, had this happened and not happened with the shooting the day before, would this not have been a big story? Would she got away with this? I think she would have. Well. It doesn't matter now, though. She's gone. Goodbye, baby. She deserves to be gone. All right. uh, Coming up next, something we like to call holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn is going to read the news. We are going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. With the headlines, here's Becky Lynn. A shakeup in the governor's office today after a controversial tweet last night. Press Secretary Jocelyn Berry has resigned after tweeting a picture of a woman pointing two handguns and the words, quote, us when we see transphobes, end quote. The tweet received backlash for insensitivity following Monday's school shooting in Nashville that left six dead. The governor's office released a statement explaining Barry's tweet is, quote, not reflective of the values of the administration, end quote. Taylor Kinnerup, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Hey, Becky Lynn, what's their name uh, that she got fired? Jocelyn Barry. Boy, Jocelyn, you didn't even last three months. No. No. Boy, a press secretary for the new governor didn't even last three months. Yeah, that is... You uh, can't keep your mouth shut or you can't keep your hands off Twitter that you're going to... Okay, so I just want to get this straight. She wants you to pull a gun on anyone who is transphobic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a great that's a great way to fight. Yeah. That's a wonderful way. The day after yeah. a shooting of somebody who was identifying as a male who was born female, uh, and she went in and shot up a school, she posts that. Yeah. Listen, I don't want people to be transphobic either. I would like people to have a little bit of grace, a little love in their heart. And and you know, maybe try and understand, all right, this person is going through something. But my goodness. If you're just going to, you know, if you want a gun pulled on everybody who, you know, feels one way or the other about something in society, everyone's going to get shot and killed. How stupid. Yeah, very stupid. And uh, the fact that Katie Hobbs asked for a resignation rather than firing her on the spot says a little bit about her as well. Yeah, yeah. Holding up the headlines. A judge has ordered the homeless encampments to be cleared away in downtown Phoenix. And as one shelter service director says, the city's already struggling to keep up with its growing homeless population. Central Arizona Shelter Services CEO Lisa Glow explains our community needs to make space for those experiencing homelessness. And it's going to take neighborhoods and businesses embracing solutions. And it's going to take neighborhoods being willing to allow affordable housing. She explains CAS has already added over 100 beds this year to try and meet those needs, and there are plans to add more temporary housing for seniors. Bound Overstoll's KTAR News. I was, uh, I was reading two articles today, uh, and a couple of uh, uh, investigative reporters went down to the zone, and they're two different people. They talked to uh, many, you know, maybe five or six people between the two, and um, there are people that are waiting, and it's been two years they have all their documentation ready to try and get some sort of housing or help. 
and they've still been living down in the zone for two years. Yeah. Now, we don't know if they were inside at night in the services and not living in tents and stuff, but the reality is it takes a while for some of this stuff to two happen. Two and a half years? Two and a half years. Well, uh, here's my question. You've had two and a half years. Uh, I think it's a fair question to ask. After two and a half years, you you don't have a job? Or two and a half years, how tired of you are waiting for the city to do something yeah, for you? Yeah, maybe it's time for you to take action yourself, but we still have to figure out. I don't think it's going to be done by July. I think there's going to be too many lawsuits. They're going to hold this thing up. I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now it's grown and it's still there. Uh, every day at 3.30, we hold up the headlines. Hold Becky Lynn reads the headlines. Uh, we interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Did you know you can now get the overdose drug Narcan at your local grocery store? This is after the FDA approved the drug for over-the-counter use today. Captain Joe Huggins with Phoenix Fire Department is in favor of this move. We are in full support of that, and uh, if it's going to save a life, we are on board with it. If you ever do need to use the drug on someone, he advises you to be cautious, don't enter a situation that puts yourself in danger, and still call 911. Okay, maybe I'm just insensitive, but I'm going to spend my hard-earned money to buy that drug and... Someone who is sitting in a parking lot who's getting high, I've got to save them. That's yes. pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, so now that I've got to carry that in my car because people want to get high in a parking lot and I got to make sure they don't die. Yeah. I, okay. I, I find this, again, it's one of those things where now you've got the spray. It's different than, you know, giving them the shot or whatever it is. Uh, but it's up it, to us now. Now it's up. Yes. It, th- that's just it. And here's the other thing. I mean, I don't want to see people die, but goodness gracious. Yeah. What Do you want me to also drive around parking lots to see if anybody's passed out? That's how much of a problem this thing has become, that you can get it anywhere. And, you know, one of the big things was putting it in libraries because people were dying in libraries. Yeah. yeah. They've got it. It's, it's like, okay, I could go get a Coke. I could go get the Narcan. And we're not, de- again, we're not talking about the problem of why we have to have Narcan. We're just trying to put a Band-Aid on a problem that's growing. All right. We're holding up the headlines. ATAR News. Eyes on education. Arizona State University just keeps expanding. This time it's adding three new schools to the West Campus, including the School of Integrated Engineering. Most engineering schools are small, uh, focused. We decided to go to scale. We've got 30,000 students in engineering. ASU President Michael Crow tells the Mike Broomhead Show the plan is to increase that to 40,000 engineering students with this new addition. The school will launch this fall, along with two others focused on business and forensics. Uh, listen, I know that uh, that the prices are going to keep going up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to do. It's uh, more administrators, more things like that. College is getting more expensive. They're asking you. It doesn't matter if it's college or, or, or tickets to your football game. Everything's getting more expensive. And when we talk about this, what are we always talking about with college a lot of times? How expensive it is. And you wonder why people are looking for alternatives nowadays because of the expense. The universities here in Arizona are good. We've got several of them. You could also go to, to junior college. You can try that. And then maybe go to, you know, then you go to the U of A for a couple of years. There are different ways to do it. Different ways to save money, different uh, ways to get scholarships, but you know, you gotta, it's getting more expensive, but I still think it's worth it. I do. I think college education is always worth it. There you have it. Every day at 3.30, Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories, call it holding up the headlines. It's brought to you by carolhasthebuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. All right, up next, why are Arizona firefighters getting screwed? That's the only way I know how to say it. They're being denied work-related cancer coverage. Next. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, uh, Arizona um, 
and firefighters. I want to talk about that for just a second. Let me let me let me throw it at you this way. Okay. Imagine that you get cancer, uh, and you expect your insurance company to pick up some of the tap, and your insurance company says mm, no. Well, well, why not? Well, uh, you know, in in this particular case with the Arizona firefighters, it's always been. Okay, prove that you got cancer on the job. Uh, which house that you ran into that was burning down? Specifics. They want specifics. Gave you cancer. Uh, that's what we're talking about with Arizona firefighters. Uh, there's one uh, specific firefighter, Gilbert Aguirre. Okay. Uh, and I've talked to him in the past, actually. I've met him. So he got cancer. And it's clearly from the job. And he keeps fighting and fighting these insurance companies because, again, do you know if you if you need treatment, do you, if you don't if they don't pick any of it up, you're going to you're going to you're going to you're not going to have any money. He's bankrupt, by the way, because he keeps fighting this. So this copper point is basically an insurance company that keeps fighting him and saying, listen, you, you haven't proved to us. Uh, that you got, you know, cancer while on the job, so we're not going to pay your stuff. Listen, this is a firefighter who ran into buildings that were burning down for 23 years. The guy can never retire. Why? Because he can't afford to pay these for these pills that's keeping him alive. Yeah. So he can never retire. Can you imagine them never retiring? And also, he's going through a tragedy. He lost a 17-year-old son, tragically dead. And if that's not enough, my goodness, he doesn't know if he's going to continue to get any treatment. I got to tell you, Boy, these insurance companies treat firefighters so badly. I've been talking about this for Haven't years. Haven't we gone through this? What what city was basically said, now nah, you guys are on the hook. Was that was it I, I mean, know it's Goodyear yeah, for Goodyear. a while, yeah. Yeah, so because it, it, it's weird that like wait a minute, so many of you got cancer. Right. And what I know what the insurance companies are saying, "Hey, we don't deny that you got it on the job, but mm. our thing is you got it because these plastic companies uh and these companies you ran into, well, they're the ones who should pay for it, not us. Yeah. They're the ones who created the material." Right. Right. You didn't get burned by the fire itself. Not you got all. burned by these chemicals, which we shouldn't have to insure. Yeah, one of our producers, Pablo, who's he's got the day the day off today. Uh, his uh, his dad was a firefighter. Yeah, uh, and he died of cancer, and we're pretty sure that he got that on the job too. So we got these heroes who are running into buildings, and they're bringing people out and saving lives. This insurance company, they don't care. Copper Point is like a third party insurance. It's used by the city of Gilbert. Excuse me. It's used by the city of Goodyear. That's all I hear about these guys. Copper point. We're not gonna. We're not gonna cover you. We're gonna fight you in court. Oh, you're dying of cancer. Yeah, we don't care. Oh, your 17 year old kid is dead. Yeah, we don't care. We're just not gonna pay for you. Which house did you get cancer in? That's what they want to know. They want specifics. Like it's, what day did it happen? Right. What time? Right. And now um, it is interesting. This fight is you know getting pretty nasty. Uh, the United Goodyear firefighters have put out a public invitation for anyone uh, to join them at a rally outside of Copper Point's building in Phoenix next week. They've had enough. Yeah. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to go and protest. They're going to go and show these guys at uh, Copper Point, hey, uh, what you're doing is wrong. Uh, what you're doing is shameful. Uh, and we've got a guy who's not only fighting for his life, he's fighting for his 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 rights. And if you don't cover him, he's going to die. And we don't think you guys care. And I'm pretty sure that this company doesn't care. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, I mean, they're showing, uh, and and this is the fight that insurance companies go through all the time. Uh, you know, was a great movie. Was it Rainmaker? I think it was. Was a, a great movie about the insurance company and the fights of it. It was just. It, it's if you have a chance to see it, uh, see it because it shows you what they do behind the scenes. Uh, speaking of behind the scenes, AI uh, is coming for your job and everybody else's job. Mm. Uh, one thing it can't do is put out fires, and this is why I keep telling kids: college sounds great. You know what sounds better? Trade school. Go get a trade because everybody goes to the bathroom. AI won't fix that, uh, but it will take a lot of jobs, and uh, it can already do. So many things for you. Write your emails, create all your PowerPoints, design your day, uh, basically make your assistant obsolete for all intents and purposes. Well, a thousand of the leading thinkers in technology from Elon Musk to Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple and the IBM chief scientist, uh, uh, Grady Bush, have all said, hey, let's pause this thing for six months. It's getting a little bit out of hand and it could disrupt the labor market in ways we've not seen in the next year or so where uh, unemployment could go through the roof because business may be booming and we don't need you. All right, if I'm paying somebody a salary to be an assistant, I could fire that person, save a whole bunch of money, and use AI. Yep. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I can look around uh, a lot of places. Uh, I've already know. I, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I, I've been applying to, like, doing some voiceover stuff. Okay. All AI for me. I've left my, I had all the commercials you're doing all cloned my voices. I don't even have to apply for it. Yeah. If it gets it, I'll never have to work. And eventually that's the way it's going to go. It's going to change things like we cannot believe this fast. They're worried about it. And in particular, chat GPT, they've asked him, Hey, you guys are working on five. Don't Stanford released theirs today called Alpaca AI 20 times better than chat GPT already. And that's just weeks. That's weeks. Yeah. So all the bigwigs are saying, pause it. Let's just calm down. So AI could take your job. Yeah. We're worried about robots in in taking over warehouse jobs. Mm -hmm. Worry about AI coming for that middle management, upper management job. Attorneys, lawyers, you guys worry about this. All right. Coming up next, uh, everybody's talking about the hero cops in Nashville. We should be talking about them. How about the teachers in school? Why aren't we talking about them as heroes next?